The issues that matter most to you. Join the conversation. This is News and Views with Rob Snow on News Talk 580 CFRA. Oh, and there is no Rob Snow in the house today. You are stuck once again with Bill O'Brien. Lillian for Rob Snow. And if it feels like I just left here, maybe because I did. Uh, but you know what? You get your you get your fill of me today because tonight, Ottawa 67's taking on Niagara Bulldogs. So no beyond the news tonight. You get me during the day. Yesterday... I was over at the University of Ottawa listening to Stefan Dion talk about Canada's new foreign policy, which essentially boils down to the old guys were bad, meaning Stephen Harper and the Conservatives, and we're good. I went on a rant about this last night, uh, particularly Dion's comments about Russia. And you can listen to that in the podcast. I'm not going to rehash that. But there was a comment that Dion made that made me laugh. And we'll find you the audio. I've got, uh, I've sent the file over to producer Dean. He'll find it and, uh, and we'll play the clip. But Dion was actually asked about the whole issue of the, the Saudis wanting to buy labs from a Canadian company down in London, Ontario. And a claim made by his uh, new advisor, a failed liberal candidate, that, well, Western governments have been bought off by the Saudis. So Stephen Chase from the Globe and Mail said, is the current government bought off? And he said, no. He said it's impossible to buy off liberals, which just, it makes me chuckle today. Not only because I remembered the the Gomery Commission the way you do, not only because we still don't have the $40 million back, but because there are constant headlines about liberals and odd fundraising. We've got... Headlines in Quebec of liberals being arrested. One of the guys that was arrested was around during Dion's time in the Chrétien government. That's right. Stéphane Dion, who says liberals can't be bought now, was part of the Chrétien government that was involved in sponsorship. He was part of the party that somehow made 40 million taxpayers' dollars disappear. But he says liberals can't be bought bunch of liberals arrested in Quebec related to corruption. Now we've got the Ontario liberals. Headline in the Toronto Red Star today. This is the Red Star, not me. When Bobby Wallman calls, liberals pay up. The chief fundraising officer knows how to extract money from corporate donors, he says. There's story after story about shady liberal dealings when it comes to fundraising at the provincial level in Ontario. That's why Kathleen Wynne is bringing in these new rules. We don't know what the rules are yet. She hasn't announced them. They'll be coming in the fall, but it's going to be sweeping. It's likely going to involve the rest of us paying for her political operations. She seems to be hinting, as far as I can tell, at the idea of a per-vote subsidy, the way Kretchen did it. But this comes about after after the news of the $6,000 ahead dinner that she and Bob Shirelli had with an energy industry lobbyist and people from the energy sector paying six grand ahead for FaceTime. And it comes after reports again in the Toronto Red Star about ministers being given targets. You've got to raise 
$500,000. Want to take your calls when we get to uh, the bottom of the hour on this. I want, I want to hear if you think liberals can be bought. I want to hear if you think that these new fundraising rules are going to make a difference. Banning corporate and union donations, kind of closing the, the gate after the horse is bolted, isn't it, Kathleen? Unions in Ontario spent more than the political parties last year. Now she wants to clean up the mess. In last year's election, the unions got together and spent more than any single party to win the election for Kathleen Wynne and the Liberals. I'll also ask you about Justin Trudeau continuing to, um, to state that ISIS are just terrorists and thugs, not a state. And that he doesn't want to use war because war implies flags and armies fighting each other. I'm guessing this man doesn't see the propaganda videos that ISIS puts out. And yes, they are propaganda, but guess what? They have flags. Guess what? They control a lot of territory. Guess what? They have a government operation. It may be may seem like a, a semantic argument. And I wasn't trained by Jesuits the way Justin Trudeau and John Moore were. But I know what a state is. I know what a flag is. And I know what a war is. And I think you do too. We'll get to all of that with Lowell Green coming up in moments. Right now, check in on the business desk. Now back to News and Views with Rob Snow on News Talk 580 CFRA. It dawned on me after the fact, but it may actually be the funniest thing I've heard all week. Brian Lilly in for Rob Snow today. If the voice sounds a little deeper, a little different, it's uh, it's because Rob's off sick. But let me play, before we get to Lowell Green, let's play this clip of Stefan Dion doing stand-up comedy uh, by responding to the question of, could liberals be bought off? Oh, it's impossible to bought off this car in the middle. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Lowell, is it impossible to buy off liberals? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I'm sure that it is. Absolutely. I have I have liberal friends who certainly would agree with that. Oh, my goodness. You know, you know, one of the and perhaps the most disturbing aspect of all of this um, is the fact that nobody seems to really care anymore. I'm talking about the voting public. I'm talking about the citizens of this country. I mean, it seems pretty obvious to me that if it's a liberal government, federal or provincial, they can do no wrong as far as the people are concerned. I mean, I don't want to rehash the situation in Ontario, but uh, it, it just, I, I, I swear to goodness, right now, Justin Trudeau is in such a honeymoon, the glow is such that no matter what he does or what his government does, nobody would care. They, it, I swear to God, we could go to war against the United States. We could declare uh, war on the United don't States. Don't say the word war, Lowell. No, that's I know, a bad what word. I'm, no, I'm, what I'm what I'm trying to point out is that the, that nobody seems to care anymore. I, you know, I'm going to be very honest with you, Brian. I doubt if you you get any calls on this at all today. People just don't care. It, it seems to me that they have tuned out. That they expect they expect governments to be corrupt. They expect governments to be incompetent. And sadly, it seems that those expectations are being met far too frequently. I mean, look at the situation with, with the Ennis Road Jail. I mean, we've, had, we, we've known that there are severe problems there for more than 20 years now. 
the the liberals have been in charge in this province since what 2003? 2003. And and they've done absolutely nothing about it except now Yasser Nakfi <clears throat> says well he's going to he's going to strike a, a task force. Now it, will the task force discover that it was Mike Harris's fault? Well, excuse me, in all probability, that that will be one of the discoveries. But, I mean, we don't need a task force. I mean, everybody knows what the problem is. We need more accommodation. We need either a new jail, we need an expansion of that jail, or or renovations, serious renovations to that jail. And one of the disturbing aspects about this is that it seems to me that what we are doing in many cases is examining not the jail or its accommodation or lack thereof, but rather the parole system. We're not paroling enough people. I mean, we need a new jail, or we certainly need an expanded jail. You don't need a task force for that, but we've got Yasser Nakfi so incompetent, and in fact the entire government so incompetent. And I pointed out yesterday with Rob that the billion or two or three or whatever we lost in the gas plants would build us a brand-new jail and a brand-new hospital in this city. But no... but. But the thing that really disturbs me is that nobody seems to care. You well, will, I repeat, you will be hard-pressed today to get a single call on any of this. And by the way, I know I'm ranting here, but by the way... You? Go ahead. You rant? <laughs> go well, ahead. But, but I'm, I, it seems like you and I and a couple of others, Rob, are both... And, and now, thank God, Bill Carroll, but not, is anybody paying... Does anybody care anymore? I, I think they're starting to. And let let me tell so? you this. I, I, well, so. I think it's starting to stick with some people. You know, you, you talked about Justin Trudeau's honeymoon. Well, that honeymoon may be off for Kathleen Wynne. New forum research poll out yesterday. Oh, Twenty, Just 20% of voters approved now. Um, this is just the latest poll showing that the liberals in Ontario, it might finally be starting to stick. That well, these guys do not have a clue. Yeah, but I just want to point something out, Brian, and that is that prior to the last two provincial elections, uh, the Liberals were, were sagging very badly as well. But when it came time to vote, we all know what happened. But I, I want to address this situation now. Kathleen Wynne says, well, she's going to tighten up the rules concerning financing of provincial elections. But the big problem is not the individual accounts. The big problem is third-party advertising. She, she said, again, we don't know what the rules are going to be, but it looks like she's moving towards saying, let's ban corporate and union donations and then have um, some kind of limits on third-party groups. Well, I, I didn't hear the part about the third-party group. I mean, the, the, I mean, we all know what happened in the last two elections, and that is that millions, and I mean, in, in some cases, probably tens of millions of dollars were spent by various unions and other groups uh, to make sure that the Liberals continue but to it, win. This actually goes back to 2003 with Dalton McGuinty's first win, yeah. and they've just become bigger. This Working Families Coalition is the largest group, but they're not the only one. There's a lot of coordination uh, you've got people who were part of working families who are then part of the government, or the, if they come from the union side, they're later appointed to boards well, was, and, uh, and commissions by the government. Yeah, there was a nurses' union. There was the uh, the OPP union. Uh, there was the teachers' unions. I mean, so, all of these, we all know, third-party advertising. That's what's got to be there. And a lot of people aren't aware of the fact that none of this is allowed in federal elections. <laughs> well, it's 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 severely restricted. That's why you had this group Engage Canada pop up. I mean, everyone got angry about Harper Pack, a conservative group, but 
the biggest one in the last uh, federal election in the lead up to it was this group Engage Canada. Yeah. And they wanted to take the working families model to the federal level, but they they had to shut down as soon as the writ was dropped. Let me let me let me give you an example of how badly we are being served by government and government agencies. Yesterday, a good example. Uh, it's, it'll be three weeks tomorrow that we sent an envelope containing a couple checks and a couple of documents to Naples, Florida, via Canada Post. Uh, okay. Are, are you going to be doing daily updates like Bill and his dog? Well, no, but wait a minute. There's because a, I, I know there's a it's, – is it still in transit, Lowell? Yeah. Well, I'll just tell you the rest of the story. <laughs> this, this, now, I'm, I'm, this is a broader issue. This is the way that we are being treated by various government and, and, and monopolies, okay, government agencies, and Canada Post is one. All right, so it'll be three weeks tomorrow that we've sent this down to Naples, Florida. This is a three-hour flight, but three weeks, and it's still not arrived. So we, there's a phone. We, we had a barcode and everything. So we phoned the phone number that they say, if there's a problem, phone this number. My wife, I, I wrote it down, we timed it. My wife sat on the phone for 42 minutes to get someone at Canada Post to answer. After 42 minutes sitting on the phone, and by the way, my wife said at least they were playing good music, we finally got someone at Canada Post to respond. <laughs> at least the music their response, was good. Wait till I, I finish. <laughs> the, the, the response was, I'm sorry, there's nothing we can do about it. We don't know where it is. But here's what you do if you want to get your $20 back. We spent $20 to send this damn thing down to Florida. So now, in order to get the $20, we've got to make another phone call and wait another 42 minutes and then make an application, all of this, in order to get our 20 Now, where is the envelope? It's got two checks. We have nobody has any idea. $20, barcode, they have no idea where it is. So, it's all, so that's one example. Another example. Um, my wife had to con I won't tell you why she had to contact the Department of Transport in 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 Toronto mm-hmm. 37 minutes on hold and of course what I loved about this one was about every minute on would come a voice are your call is very important to us 37 times we heard this because it was 37 minutes that and we finally got someone at the Department of Transport and they said oh well you have to go to service Ontario so we go to Service Ontario here in Stittsville. The woman looks at it and says, I have no idea why they sent you here. This is not for us to do. I won't go into the rest of it. But, I mean, this, this, is, the way, this is the way we are being treated by government agencies. You know, can you imagine a retail store treating its customers like this and continuing to exist in this country? Well, I was about to say, yes, I can, but they wouldn't stick around much no, they, longer. No, they wouldn't, it wouldn't exist. But 42 minutes on Canada Post to tell us that there's nothing they can do, they have no idea where our envelope is, 37 minutes on hold to talk to the Department of Transport, who sent us on a wild goose chase. This is the kind of service we're getting. And I think this is one of the reasons why an increasing number of people are just tuning out and they're saying, you know what, we can't rely on government to be honest, we can't rely on them to be open, we can't rely on them, uh, you know, not to, not to cheat. Uh, we can't rely on them for competence and to hell with it. We'll just rely on ourselves. And this, this, this Well, I wish they would rely on themselves, but they keep voting for so-called progressive governments that want more government involvement in our lives. And no war. Yeah, well, that's because they don't have a flag, law. You know what, Brian? You're doing a hell of a job at night. I listen quite often when I get a chance. You're doing a hell of a job. But do you ever get your feeling? Do you ever get the feeling that you're just banging your head against a wall here? Um, you know, sometimes I do, but then I remember that uh, you can push back 
and you can win, and you can get people to change. And, and by the way, please keep pushing for Rowan's Law. There's absolutely no reason this cannot be passed. All parties agree on this. It's desperately needed. Uh, there's all-party agreement, as I say. There's no reason we can't get this through the House. All it requires is Yasser Nakvi to get up off his ass and do something other than appoint a task force. Maybe can have a task force on uh, what to pass before prorogation. You know what? Yasser's a nice guy. Okay, he's he's got a sweet smile. He's a very nice guy. But I mean, come on, do something. Well, we'll we'll check back with Lisa McLeod later today to see if uh, she has any um, any luck Folks, pushing her. You know, if you've never done anything in your lives to to uh, phone a local liberal MPP. God knows we got enough of them here, and tell them, look, please. You're a delightful person, but please, could you not pass Rowan's Law before you prorogue? Lowell, good talking to you. Good morning. I hope not to talk to you tomorrow. Hopefully Rob is back. Good morning. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. I'm Brian Lilly, and for Rob Snow, your call's next. 521-TALK, 521-8255, star 580 on Bell Mobility. The issues that matter most to you. Join the conversation. This is News and Views with Rob Snow on News Talk 580 CFRA. Oh, it's impossible to mount up discovery in the media. Liberal Cabinet Minister Stefan Dion saying it's impossible to buy this government. I mean, all the other ones he was part of, sure, you could buy off. Um, we can just read that up in the, the, the Gomery Commission and ask where the $40 million missing went. Playing that because I, I'm talking about Kathleen Wynne and uh, her new fundraising uh, initiatives. Another story in the uh, the Globe this morning. Hydro One players paid for exclusive access to Ontario cabinet ministers. I've told you about the $6,000 a head dinner last month, the Four Seasons in Toronto. Well, this time it was one of the banks that ran. These were energy people. An energy industry lobbyist inviting people from the energy sector to pay $6,000 per plate to dine with Bob Shirelli and the Premier. Well, the Globe is now reporting about a $7,500 per person fundraiser where you could get FaceTime with Charles Souza, the finance minister, and Energy Minister Bob Shirelli. It was promoted by Scotiabank, one of the lead underwriters for Hydro One's initial public offering. Other emails obtained by the Globe indicate at least 22 people agreed to intend, including executives representing other members of the Hydro One syndicate that underwrote it, including RBC, TD, CIBC, Goldman Sachs, Barclay, Raymond James. Uh, One email makes explicit reference to the Hydro One IPO. So these are the people that are making money off of the government, turning around, making sure that they keep doing it. I don't blame them. Apparently, this is what you have to do. People have been told, if you want access to the government, pay big and go to their fundraisers. What do you make of that? 521-TALK, 521-8255, star 580 on Bell Mobility, or 1-800-580-2372. Luke in Barhaven, you're on News and Views today with Brian Lilly. How's it going, Brian? Perfectly adequate. I'm just calling about the gentleman that died there in the Ottawa Carlton Detention Center a couple days ago. Yep. And it seems like people uh, don't really understand how it's going there, what's going on there. You know what I mean? Well, um, m- most of us neither work there or are inmates there. So a lot of people would not. Nope. 
Um, basically, I'm calling because just to shed some light on a few things. Um, I did spend four months there uh, about uh, four or five years ago. And um, unfortunately, I was I did end up in the medical wing and there was three people to that cell. You know, there I was in, I remember being in that cell with one man. He, he, you know, he was publicly saying that he was full of HIV and AIDS. You know, they just left us there. Um, there was showers being used as cells. Uh, most of the time when we were locked down, we wouldn't have access to anything. Um, when I was there, um, I was wearing contacts to see and uh, I had to get a family member to drop off my glasses. They wouldn't let me bring the glasses in. Basically, they didn't care. You know, I ended up getting out of there with a major eye infection. Uh, I had to see an eye doctor once a month for a year. So let, let me ask you about the medical wing then. Um, this is not a, uh, a hospital-type unit within the not detention center. What, what is it? Is it just a, a segregated cell for sick uh, inmates? Honestly, it's pretty much segregated cell. Like I said, most of the times there were, there were three people to one cell. Um, there was one bed. So one person was on the bed, two people were on the floor. There's a toilet. Um, the only the only advantage that I saw being in there is that maybe you get access to a phone a lot better than on a regular wing. But uh, the the checks, when they do their, when the guards do their checks, they were all random. You know, it's not not often there's no set time you know so whatever they're saying it's 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 not true you know unless you really talk to someone that's been there you know like these these conditions are just ridiculous i remember also there was bugs all over the floor you know and we would complain and they basically say well suck it up deal with it you're a criminal that's where you belong okay look there are times like uh, some of the complaints about the food uh, okay you don't want to eat bad food don't go to jail, don't go to hospital. But there are living conditions that I think you're right on, uh, Luke, that uh, it's going too far. What I'm not sure about yet and is this gentleman that died, we're hearing now quite possibly probably a heart attack. I'm not sure that that could be brought about from sleeping in a an overcrowded cell. So uh, his death may not actually have anything to do with the conditions, but it may finally spur some action. Well. I mean, let's hope so, because, uh, I mean, when we were there, we made complaints often, you know, and there was times where, yeah, we, we did, you know, a lot of inmates participated in, you know, we wouldn't eat at all. It just, it was just, it was, it was stupid. All right. so the guards, the guards didn't care. It's like, you know, I understand they have a job to do, but it's like the inmates, this is where, unfortunately, this is where you're going to be sleeping. This is where you're, you live, you know? So there has to be a little, you know, give and take, and there, 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 there have to be, something. there have to be humane conditions. Um, I, I'm not going to cry too much if, if the food isn't as tasty as on the outside, but well, no, you, you have to have conditions for people to properly live. Thanks for the call, exactly. Luke. Exactly. Thank you. All right, going to J Mac in Ottawa. You're on News and Views. Hey, it's Brian Lilly. How's yes, it, it going? Is. <laughs> going well. I used, I used to be the security guard at the. Uh, uh, downtown there when you used to come by and go up to the uh, privacy office, I guess, at one point. Anyway, oh, cool. um, how are you doing? Uh, everything Very good? well. Okay. Well, I'll take it from that you, other you, angle, too. You, but you're calling in about the jail as well. I, yeah, I think that is horrific. Um, I wouldn't expect that if I lived in Karachi. 
<laughs> okay. It's it's actually that is a terrible thing. This is this is our uh, our, our minister Yasser Nakvi, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's responsible for this file. Um, this is his writing, and he has done nothing about it. And he says, "Oh, this is appalling and everything," and he doesn't uh, know. What, well, as Lowell says, we've been hearing about problems <laughs> for twenty years. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I can't, I can't imagine how bad it must be there. I heard about bugs there before, uh, but uh, and that's why a lot of the guards don't want to work there, and they don't. They had to fight for like uh, protective vests. They had to fight for just having, um, you know, they're just trying to make a living, like the the gentleman before and said, and I um, uh, hope everything goes well with him and. Uh, I, I, I'm going to make a, a big leap of faith here. I'm, I'm going to run against Mark Taylor in the next uh, municipal election. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm doing that because of similar situations. Like that whole area is that people are popping guns off there, drop, popping caps. And I, I really feel that um, we need to improve that area. The uh, Queensway Terrace North area, Britannia region is absolutely horrendous. I leave this police scanner on just so I can hear what's going on there. You know, it's every five minutes there's something going on there. Hey, and and do you think running for uh, for council could help? I think I could do a lot better job than the the status quo. Uh, I know all the people there. I used to be the head of security at the Lake Fields Mall, and um, as soon as I picked up a couple of gun shells, they had bricks thrown at me, broke my ribs, uh, fell down, got beat up uh, by the Crips, etc., uh, etc. Et uh, I quit. No. <laughs> I couldn't do it anymore. That that that, uh, that doesn't sound like fun. No, it's not fun at all. And you get paid eleven dollars an hour to do it, so I it wasn't worth my time. Um, so I'm gonna. I know the area. I learned all the seniors, the demographics, the people, mental illness, uh, poverty. I, I'm gonna run for that that riding, and I hope people will support me. But it'll be a different. Be James on on the election sign. You'll know who I am because I'll be there. All right. Well, um, <laughs> keep us up to date on that. Thanks for the call. Yeah, take care. Bye J- now. Good to hear from you. J-Mac. Love that name. Jane in Ottawa calling in about the lost mail. Did you find Lowell's mail? Was it delivered to you, Jane? No, it wasn't delivered to me, but I've got a story similar, but I don't know who's at fault, if it's uh, the post office or Bell. And it started with me getting five back in September, and uh, Bell did not provide me with a box to send the equipment back from the TVs and the Internet. So I, I sent this humongous box back by mail with a tracking number and all the rest. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, anyway, uh, uh, oh, I guess a month and a half went by at least, and uh, then uh, the Bell got in touch with me that they had not received this, and I gave them the tracking number, everything. But anyway, this went on and on, and they put it in the hands of a collection agency. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's really finished yet. I think... I hope by the end of this month that will be the end of it. That's what they're telling me anyway. The collection agency is it, that it should be uh, it should be all sorted out. Now, when I say sorted out, I don't know whether uh, the, where the equipment went, but I know that I do not have it, and I know it was sent by mail, and I have the tracking number and everything. And uh, so there you go. That's my story. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Jane. Okay. Thank- all right, uh, let's go finally to uh, to Greg in Russell. You're... Yes, hello, Brian. Uh, used to love you on uh, when you were on a good news show until it finally got cancelled, unfortunately. Well, thank you. 
Yes. Uh, yeah, Colin, about uh, our beloved Premier, what is your gut reaction on why she would prorogue? I think something major is going to come up. Is she going to pull a Dalton and resign, or some cabinet minister is going to leave? Something major is coming, I feel. Yeah. Uh, Gre- Greg, are you on speakerphone? Oh, just a second. Sorry. Hello. Hell, that's better. Sorry about that. Okay, so let, let me, um, why is she going to prorogue? Yeah, I think, there's something you know, major. There are times when prorogation makes sense. I mean, it's, it's a parliamentary tool. It's there. Uh, she has every right to prorogue. I, I didn't freak out when Stephen Harper did it. No, no. no. Um, so she can. But the reason that she's looking to do it is I think she wants the legislature to go away for a while because they're not having an easy time of it. Their approval ratings are down. She wants to go away, not have to face the opposition for a while, and then then turn around and say, here's our shiny new government. Put a new set of uh, toys in the window and try and get people excited about the liberals again. (laughs) I, I think that's what it's all about. Yeah, well, you know what, um, you were talking about best before uh, dates. I think, you know, honestly, they've run their course. It doesn't matter what they do, they're done. Well, I, I would hope so, but the election is a long way off. 2018 is a long way away. Well, that's that's just my point is, look, they have a majority all along. It doesn't matter what people have said. They would push stuff through, ram stuff through. They don't care. So it's just in my mind on why would you prorogue Kathleen? Because usually your arrogance, you don't care. Why all of a sudden? <laughs> I, I just have a funny feeling something's coming down that they know about that we don't yet. That it's like, we'll prorogue because something's coming up big time. Maybe. That, I, that, that... I have a funny feeling with this, with this dinner and all that, that you may, may see maybe Mr. Shirelli's leaving. And uh, the... There have been rumors uh, for a while that Bob Shirelli uh, would be resigning before, yeah, I... before the end of the spring. I don't know if they're true. And maybe the half-billion-dollar uh, finance minister? Yeah, may... well, I doubt the finance minister's going anywhere, but uh, I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to guess that people will start uh, leaving, and uh, that might be the time for them to hit reset. Greg, thanks for the call. Got to run. I'm Brian Lilly in for Rob Snow. This is News and Views on News Talk 580 CFRA. Every day as events happen, we're there. Now back to News and Views with Rob Snow on News Talk 580 CFRA. Maybe Lowell's right. Maybe he cursed me. Maybe I should curse him. Does anybody have any thoughts on the Ontario Liberals trying to get holier than thou on fundraising in this province, saying that they're going to clean up the mess that they are a part of? They're feeling the heat after revelations of a $6,000 a head dinner held by an energy industry lobbyist and energy industry attended by energy industry uh, players. $6,000 a head to dine with Bob Shirelli. Now, Revelations of a $7,500 a head dinner with Charles Souza and Bob Shirelli. But now Kathleen Wynne says maybe by the next election we should do away with union and corporate donations and start curbing that third party stuff. Could be, could be that she wants to um, curb some of that because 
she knows she's ticked off all of the public sector unions. She realizes that the people that spent $8 million getting her elected on top of the, I think it was about seven and a half the liberals spent. I'm going from memory here, so don't quote me. The, the, the union spent more to get Kathleen Wynne elected than she and her party spent. Now she says, let's clean it all up. Any thoughts on that? 521-TALK, 521-8255, star 580 on Bell Mobility. Jim in Bell's Corners, you're on News and Views with B-Lil today. Hi. Hello. I, I just, it, the two people that were charged in the gas plant uh, fiasco or whatever you want to call it. Yep. Can you bring me up to date on, on what's happening with them? I, I mean, I know they're charged, but is there a court date or... I believe there was um, just kind of a preliminary court hearing that might have been this week or last. And uh, they're still going through the process. Now, they were charged not over, you know, the wasting of the billions, but um, they're charged with trying to hide the emails showing the wasting of the billions. So, yeah, that's still proceeding apace. Uh, Justice does move far too slowly here in Canada. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm well aware of that. I just wondered, you know, it kind of dropped off the radar a bit, and uh, mm-hmm. you never know what. Well, what, in, what. In, in this case, for a valid reason, there's actually nothing happening on the file right now. Okay. Uh, so, and uh, nothing happening on the file of the liberal operative close to Kathleen Wynne in Sudbury, who's facing the bribery charges. Okay. All right, thanks very much. Thank you. Bye now. Let's go to Anne in Ottawa. You're on News and Views. Hi. I, I swear that um, clip of um, Stefan Dion saying that should come with a laugh track. For God's <laughs> well, it comes with me laughing every time I play it. Well, it's, it's absolutely absurd. I mean, how stupid do they think people are? But, well, the Kathleen Wynne keeps getting back, and even after all they did, they got a majority because these damn people in this province keep voting for them. And you know who I think it is? It's all the damn people who work for the provincial government. There's probably two a lot million, of it is. There's probably two million people in this province that get uh, some kind of check from the Ontario government. You know, their husband works there, their wife works there, um, maybe both of them work there. And, you know, like at the end of the day, they don't care how corrupt and nasty the deeds are that they do it's, well, it's, it's the, about self-interest and the, it's making me angry there's a bit of that and there's also tim hudak did make a big mistake last time in saying i'll fire a hundred thousand people well yeah. and then i i've got a friend who um her husband works for uh ottawa fire department v- very conservative family they probably voted for hudak and the conservatives i don't know for sure but their union after Hudak said he'd fire the 100,000, their union put out uh, election material to all their members. All yeah. the firefighters in Ontario got this card showing a dad talking to a kid, and the kid's got the hockey bag over the shoulder. He says, son, I, you know, they're going to lay me off. I, I'm not sure we can have you playing hockey next year. And then it said, make sure this doesn't happen. Don't, don't vote for the PCs. You know, I I really don't see Kathleen Wynne doing anything about third party advertising because she knows that's that's her bread and butter. That that's what keeps getting them in. I mean, it's it's like they got a million dollars from the unions because they got free advertising. So Eight million. 
Eight million. Oh, it's disgusting. It, uh, I, I, like it makes me so so disgusted and angry. Like like Lowell said, all the money they waste and continue to waste. It could be used for other things. And what happens? They keep giving more money to the teachers who are already excuse me for saying this, but completely overpaid in the in this province. They make them. I, I bet teachers in this province make the, more money than any other teachers in the whole world. I I would bet that. No oh, no I, question. I'd have to check. Uh, their salary grid is public. They start at about $42,000 a year straight out of university and goes up to uh, over 90000 before they uh, head towards principal and vice principal. And got to keep it okay. there, but thanks for the call. Okay, bye. I'm Brian Lilly. This is News and Views. Back with more of your calls after this. That matter most to you. Join the conversation. This is News and Views with Rob Snow on News Talk 580 CFRA. You heard in the news about Uber launching a public relations campaign to um, to try and get uh, support support for their attempt to have a ride sharing service in Ottawa going up against the taxis. Now, the city won't actually deal with this until April 13th, although I'm told uh, by the newsroom that the uh, we might get to see the actual report and recommendations as early as tomorrow. But I'll tell you this, the city's prepared for that April 13th meeting. So in two weeks when they meet to discuss this issue, I'm told that councillors have already been briefed on security measures because it wasn't that long ago there were violent protests by the taxi industry. And they're prepared for that again, including briefing councillors on an evacuation plan if violent protests erupt during the meeting that, that where they're discussing how to deal with both Uber and the taxi industry. That's craziness that this far out they've had to brief counselors and say, we're expecting bad things, or at least we're prepared for bad things, and here's how you will evacuate council chambers if violence erupts during the meeting. I would hope that we would be able to uh, have discussions, have debates without resorting to violence, but people's livelihoods are at risk. So we'll see. If you have thoughts on Uber versus the taxi industry, we're willing to take your calls on that. 521-TALK, 521-8255, or star 580 on Bell Mobility. Now, Anne was saying earlier that she thinks teachers in Ontario are the highest paid in the world, or she wouldn't be surprised if they are. Uh, that, that was a challenge to, uh, to Dave working in the control room. So he looked it up. Teacher salaries by uh, country, the top 10. This is in U.S. dollars for a teacher with 10 years experience at a lower secondary public school. Luxembourg is actually the most lucrative place $99,900 American uh, to teach at that level. Then there's a big drop-off from Luxembourg's 99900 down to $65,843 in Germany. But don't feel too badly for teachers in Canada. They come in third spot. According to this, $63,557. Third most lucrative place in the world, to be a teacher is right here in Canada. A teacher with 10 years' experience 
teaching at a lower secondary level, $63,557. 521-TALK, 521-8255, star 580 on Bell Mobility. I believe the email is brian at CFRA, or you can use the show email, News at CFRA.com. That's for my nighttime show. Are you listening to the nighttime show? If not, if you haven't had a chance yet, I welcome you to do that. If you're out driving, uh, you're at home at night, there's nothing good on TV. You know that. Tune in on the radio. Join the conversation. You can also listen via app. The apps for Bell Media uh, Talk Radio are fantastic. A lot of people will tell me in their office or at home, they can't get a good radio signal. Fine. You know what? Or some people have told me they don't like the AM sound. Fine. Download the app or listen on your computer, but you can download the app onto your phone. You're at home, at work, connect to the Wi-Fi. You can listen. It's beautiful streaming. You'll want to, uh, to try that out. And then the podcast, you can search on iTunes or on uh, Google Play. You just search Brian Lilly Podcast. You'll find me. You never have to miss an episode. Isn't that wonderful? 521-TALK, 521-8255, star 580 on Bell Mobility. Frank in Portage du Four. Good morning, sir. Morning to you. It is a lovely morning. Now, uh, I am impressed by the awesome wave of support behind that dastardly Heinz that closed down the Leamington plant. And the irony of it is, in order to survive, companies like Heinz and like so many others out of Ontario who have had to bail to survive are the victims of the problem. And if we spent as much effort (laughs) on eradicating the problem as we're spending on all this free advertising for Frenches, we could probably turn the tide against the windbag government and all those cronies who are just getting rich day by day. You, you know what, Frank? I'm, I'm glad you brought this up and connected the two because some of the people that I've heard, I've, I've heard them talk about it, I've seen them post on, on it on social media about how they're angry about Heinz and the ketchup and they're buying French's now. They voted for the problem. They voted for the win government. And they support the policies that have been driving businesses out of the the province because of high energy costs. Uh, But now they want to support uh, French's. And and, and, hey, by by all means, go ahead. I'm glad people want to support Canadian industry, but you could have supported Canadian industry by voting out Kathleen Wynne. And there would be a lot more employment in Ontario who would be actually a productive, uh, contributing member of society with people being employed, with companies paying taxes, and so on and so on. But anyway, I digress. We just have to concentrate and focus our efforts more on uh, the eliminating of the problem rather than making all these poor victims who are still hanging on by their fingernails and uh, supporting them. Yeah, that's great, but... How many other victims are there going to be as long as this problem exists? Thanks for the call, Frank. 
I'm Brian Lilly, and for Rob Snow, this is News and Views. Don't forget, coming up shortly, we're going to have a chance for you to qualify with CFRA Rocks. There's Garth Brooks tickets up for uh, for grabs. That's coming up at 1135. We'll have your calls on Uber in moments and monitoring the procession from Toronto City Hall to St. James Cathedral in Toronto. The body of Rob Ford uh, moving from Toronto City Hall to the cathedral for the uh, for the funeral. Um, rare for a mayor to, to have a, a funeral generate this much attention, this much uh, interest, but... That's the man Rob Ford was, larger than life. Now back to News and Views with Rob Snow on News Talk 580 CFRA. Snowman's off today. Belil in for him. Taking your calls. 521-TALK, 521-8255. You can't win Garth Brooks tickets yet, folks. You can call in and talk to me. But Garth Brooks tickets, that's about 15 minutes away. So don't call in yet to win tickets on CFRA Rocks. Wait your turn. Wait your turn, man. Taking your calls on Uber and what you think of what's going to be going on. City Council's prepared for a nasty confrontation when they discuss this on April 13th. Uber, as you've been hearing in the news, launching a public relations campaign, trying to get people on side. And I'm, I'm thinking about that and I'm looking at the funeral coverage on CTV News Channel of Rob Ford's funeral. By the way, people have lined the street, and they're looking for, or they're they're showing you people walking the route, lining the street from City Hall to St. James Cathedral. It's not a short walk. And I thought, what, what would Rob Ford's position have been on the issue of Uber? And I thought, you know what, he'd, he'd just stick up for common sense. So we're getting the audio now. You can find it on YouTube, but... He, his position was essentially same game, same rules. And that's what city council eventually has to come to. My view is that the taxi industry is overregulated. Uber's facing pretty much zero regulations right now, but the taxi industry is overregulated. The natural instinct of bureaucrats and politicians is to say, well, let's regulate Uber just like the taxi industry. No, that won't work. The taxi industry is overregulated. Let's peel that back. But eventually, we have to get to a level playing field. Same game, same rules. Take your calls on that. 521-TALK, 521-8255. Dennis in Ottawa, you're on News and Views. Thank you. Well, I'm a 55-year-old man in Ottawa, never used uh, Uber before. But I've been hearing about the plus and the minus from both sides. And I just came back from Vegas uh, during March break, and for the first time I used Uber. And I tell you, it was fantastic. I've never seen a system so good, so quick, so efficient, that now I'm back here, and I hope they do something, the politicians, to make it legal. Because it is legal now in Vegas. They accepted it. You have drop-off and pick-up spots at all the hotels for Uber. Okay. I was there. I, I, I haven't been to Vegas since Uber became such a big thing. Oh, it's Within minutes, I tell you, within minutes, we had a, a Uber at our doors and, and to pick up. I met teachers, students, nurses, everybody with a new car, like I've been in all types of cars because everybody shows up with some trucks, a charger, 
a van, and everybody's so polite. It's so efficient. And I tell you, the first day we used a taxi because I had never used Uber, and I said, let's try it. And one-third of the price, it was one-third of the price. We used it all week. It was cheaper than walking between the <laughs> hotels. I tell you, it was fantastic. Yeah, You know what? I have, uh, I've noticed a little bit, because I use both Uber and taxis, depending on the time. Um, and uh, I'll tell you this, Dennis. I've noticed that the... The growth of Uber has forced some in the taxi industry to up their game. I mean, Blue Line, Capital, these taxi companies, they have all now have apps like Uber trying to, um, trying to make sure that they, they're trying to stay in the game. Uh, but you also have people tr- showing up with cleaner cabs, trying to give that polite service that you're describing – in ways that I didn't see before. It, it was such a rarity before. Now I'm seeing it more often. Uh, well, I heard that this week about this, their new app and everything they said, the, the taxi union. I said, well, that's what, that's what Uber is. It, it, so they're, they're trying to catch up to the technology. They were trying to cancel this technology. Now they're trying to catch up. And I tell you, in a different city, you meet, you meet all these people that, that, that do this as a part-time job. Mm-hmm. And they're so nice, and you, I tell you, I'm hooked now. I'm hooked for life on that. All right. Thanks for the call. Thank you. Ahmed in Ottawa, you're on News and Views. Yes, sir. I just uh, completely agree with the previous caller. I mm-hmm. just uh, the absolutely, like, a wonderful service for Uber. You cannot imagine. And you told me about just uh, have some kind of caps. They're very good and nice. I may agree with you. And I have a small question about that. Uh, I don't know what's the difference in taxi and the Uber regulations, because I heard the taxi they pay some tax in city, sir. You, I'm I'm sorry, I couldn't understand the last bit. The taxi they paying some tax in city, right? The taxis are paying, yes. Yeah, Uber doesn't pay, I think so, right? Uh, I, you know, that's one of the claims. I should try and get um, one of the spokespeople on from Uber to uh, to talk about this. But um, that's one of the claims is that they, they don't pay taxes in the same way. Yeah. So my question is there, if the city tried to legalize the Uber, mm-hmm. yeah, they have to make some regulation. The resolution, like they have to pay, okay, Uber, you drive someone, Uber should be pay some tax for the city because they're riding on the city, right, sir? They have to pay something for the city, like, you know, whatever construction or some kind of work. And they can make some rule, like, yeah, there should be insurance in cover, like, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Uh, you cannot just stop the Uber because you need you need some people, you know, sir. Someone cannot afford the taxi every time, okay? And the fareway is very reasonable. You can take the taxi from here to like a auto downtown to you can go to the city hospital. You know how much charge and Uber is maybe maybe thirty percent charge. It, some people it, is afford. It it it, uh, it can be extremely extremely cheaper, a lot yes, cheaper, uh, yes. and um, that's why people like it. They also like the. The technology side of things, but yes. um, if they're going to regulate, let's not overregulate. That that's my call, Ahmed. Yes, sir. Yeah. So my question: If yes, if they want some kind of things, okay, they have to pay some taxes. They can talk to the Hoover. You have to pay early. So this much amount you have to cover by insurance. That is a safety matter. I heard the, they have already covered by the passenger insurance. I'm not exactly sure. I heard that when I ride the taxi driver, Uber driver, they told me yes. Yeah, there, there, there is insurance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so far, we haven't had the corruption that uh, that they have in Alberta. I'll tell you this quickly. In Alberta, yeah. Yeah. they refused to change the um, – because 
automobile insurance is a provincial thing. They refuse to change the regulations to make Uber uh, allowable, to to make it so that insurance was covering drivers and passengers. And so Uber pulled out of Alberta. Just after that happened, a new company that's just like them called Tapcar started up. Yeah. It is. It was started by a guy who was, used to be a top aide to the transportation minister in Alberta's NDP government. Everybody involved in it is part of the NDP, used to work with the NDP government. They brought in the regulations just in time for Tapcar, but they dragged their feet with Uber. That's corrupt. Absolutely, that's corrupt, <laughs> sir. I agree with you. That is really, really horrible. I cannot say that, you know. I cannot use any other kind of word, you know. Thanks for the call, Ahmed. My pleasure, sir. Thank you very much. Brian Lilly in for Rob Snow on News and Views. Call in now. We'll get you on to you after the uh, the news at the bottom of the hour. 521-TALK, 521-8255-STAR-580 on Bell Mobility, or email me. It's pretty simple. It's uh, brian at CFRA, or you can use the show email address. My show, it runs at night if you haven't been able to catch it yet, 7 to 10 p.m., beyond the news at CFRA.com. And... uh, James wrote in about Yasser Nakvi. He says uh, you should call for Yasser Nakvi to resign from office as the Minister of Community Safety and Correctional Services. He's responsible for the operation of Ontario's correctional institutions, clearly unable to adequately fulfill his duty, must resign. And Douglas writing in, wondering if everyone has forgotten about all the money that the Wynn government has been uh, directly paying to unions. Two power workers unions are getting a total of $111 million in loans from Wynn, supposedly to buy shares in Hydro One. The Ontario Teachers Unions have received $3.7 million from Wynn. I don't believe Wynn is going to clean up anything. It's a smokescreen. You want to call in on any of that, 521-TALK, 521-8255. Back with your calls after the news. The issues that matter most to you. Join the conversation. This is News and Views with Rob Snow on News Talk 580 CFRA. Watching the funeral procession for Rob Ford just moments ago, uh, they they were showing shots of inside uh, St. James Anglican Cathedral and Jack McLaren, local MPP. Among those in attendance at the funeral, uh, former Toronto Mayor David Miller walking in behind Jack. Uh, Lots of dignitaries there today, but the family is walking along with the hearse that's taking Ford's body from Toronto City Hall to the cathedral. And they've just turned down onto Young Street off of Queen. And it is just a massive crowd. I've said before that people don't understand how loved Rob Ford was. Um, the celebration of his life tonight. If I was in Toronto, I'd drop by. I've, I've been, this is the same hall that I was at for the, um, uh, the Ford events in the past. It is huge. Uh, it's going to be Quite the event and quite the party and celebration. But right now, shots of Doug Ford and his daughters walking uh, down the street, the family holding hands as they follow the hearse. Um, Just amazing footage. Taking your calls here on uh, News and Views, Brian Lillian for Rob Snow. Uh, By the way, also just wanted to let you know, up on the CFRA website, uh, descriptions of home invasion suspects that the police are looking for. So... Uh, you want to see what uh, a home invasion suspect looks like? We got the photos up at the website. Go check it out. 
Ken in Prescott calling in about the Win Liberals. Yeah, You're a big to, fan, Ken, I know. I just want to say something about Ford, eh? He was a blue-collar mayor. And they, yep. didn't, and they didn't like that. The CBC hassled them. The reporters hassled them. They did everything in their power to hassle him, and I think that's why he started what at the last going down. So all you Well, look, you, I don't know if you heard me with Joe Warmington last yes, week. Yes, and he had the same thing I... I was going to phone you on. Yeah, Joe, same thing. Joe, Joe knew him well. He covered him as a city councilor. He covered him as mayor. Ended up becoming close to Ford, uh, and he was always open about that. But he said that um, it was it was when he was uh, pushed out of office that Ford went from being a guy that liked to drink maybe a little too much into a spiral of depression, and that's when the drug use happened. Yeah, he did stuff for kids, football teams, and everything else. Yep. Well, anyway. Win. Well, they've had uh, lawsuits going going against them for a uh, billion dollars, three of them. There's been no money found or anything like like that. So I think we need something like a Trump, and we got O'Leary. The only thing I don't agree on O'Leary is going back to the uh, uh, to the army, going in as peacekeepers, because we lost. And seeing that you were in one of the militia units, were you? Yep. That was a lifetime ago. Yeah, well, we lost over 200-and-something soldiers doing peacekeeping. You never see anybody standing when the hearse went by over the overpass waving flags. You've already seen it. Well, nobody knew about it. I know, because they they just didn't want to do it. Our armed forces went went to crap. They gave away the Chinook helicopters. They wouldn't buy helicopters. And if we come back to the same thing again, that's what's going to happen. Okay, now O'Leary wants to uh, bring it back. I don't agree with him. That's the only thing I don't agree with him. And but he, I agree... he wouldn't fix Kathleen the problems Kathleen Wynne's bringing in if he runs for the federal uh, conservatives. No, but uh, it's it's all it's all the politicians do the same thing. Trudeau got in there that he's going to spend three billion dollars on creating jobs. Well, we got the oil pipeline to create jobs. We got the ring of fire to create jobs, but they just don't want to do that. I mean, and these are lifetime jobs. They're just not jobs for two years. Mm-hmm. They'll be there all the time. And we're going to use oil until doomsday. And he figures you could just turn the tap off, and then all the cars automatically will be battery run, and all the airplanes up in the sky will have solar panels so they can fly, and all the big ships. In the ocean is going to put sails up. They just don't understand that oil is going to be here. It's in our everyday life. Everything we pick up almost has got oil in it. Well, they they tend to believe that if we keep using oil, then doomsday will come. And that's why they want to shut off the taps. It's crazy. And that's why I'm sick and tired of these politicians. The only, it doesn't matter now. I'm, I'm a conservative. And I don't know why, why, why Harper didn't say, okay, we're going to, Build the pipelines. That's it. But, because he he put it up to the independent process, and that independent process approved the Northern Gateway pipeline. The Liberals have essentially shut that one down. That's what I mean. And uh, and and the other ones. Well, he he was a proponent of Keystone. The the West to East pipelines are new. It, they they didn't have a chance to approve them. They've just applied. See. And the Ring of Fire will have roads going up, and it'll be close to some of these reservations up there, so the Indians at least could get roads in 
instead of flying everything in, and everything is going to be cheaper. And I think when Schroeder is going to give them, what is it, $3 billion? Uh, I, or I $2 don't billion? know. It's, it's like throwing it down a black hole. Thanks for the call, Ken. Thank you. Bye. Let's go to uh, Johnny in Ottawa calling in on Uber. Hello, Brian. How are you? I'm well. Yourself? Good, good. Uh, I think that this Uber thing and all those other companies like Uber, I'm not going to say just only Uber. I'm sure there are many other uh, ride-sharing companies out there. Well, General Motors just put a lot of money into one called Lyft, but I'm not sure they're operating in Ottawa yet. Okay, because, uh, you see, everybody is going to be running to a buck, okay? They want to make money. Mm-hmm. And if all these companies, they want to come in and make money, I think the first thing what the, the cities they should do is like what they're doing around Canada and around the world is they're putting regulations. Okay. And by, put, and by putting regulations, I agree on bringing all these companies in, but they have to follow regulations. That way, the public... Everybody else would know that these people that are driving us around, we are safe in them or with them. Do you think Uber and ride-sharing services like it are, are not safe now? No. Why not? The reason, the reason why is this, that the public, they don't know much about it yet, okay? Once this, these people, they have under regulations, the cities, they can say that, okay, just like taxis, these people, they have regulations. So if you take this Uber ride or you take any other Lyft ride, okay, you are safe. Something happened to you, you have a place to complain. Uh, well, no, there's nothing. There's plenty to complain. If Look, if um, the way that Uber works, and I've said I think they should be on a level playing field with the taxis, but don't make it the, the playing field the taxis are on now. Taxis are overregulated. But... The way that Uber works right now, if someone's a jerk as a driver, they'll get bad ratings. No one's going to go in their car because every driver and every passenger is rated. You get, uh, you know, do, do you get three stars, four stars, five stars? If you've got two stars, no one's getting in your car. So there's that. That's the way that you deal with bad drivers there. Secondly, how do regulations actually make me safer? How can any name any bad thing that could happen in an Uber car that couldn't happen in a taxi? Okay, uh, Brian, I agree with you on some points, not all of it, because taxis have been regulated for years. Overregulated? No, no, they're overregulated. The reason why the city overregulated the taxis at the first place, I think, is because they want to make the public really safe. Okay, as you mentioned that, okay, why taxis are also not safe? But I'm saying that is this, that there's so many cases happen in Ottawa where something happened like a, a sexual harassment happened or could be an accident happened that a lady got dragged and everything. That's one of the reasons they put cameras in the cars, okay, so that the public will have safety on it and also the, the driver's safety on it, okay? It works both ways. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. I've got to run to the next I call, but Johnny, are, are you a taxi driver? I am a taxi driver. Okay. I would recommend that the city would play the level field completely regarding the taxi or Uber or whoever it is, play it fairly, okay? Because if they're going to make it fair, it's going to be fair for the whole public. The public needs safety. And uh. I, another last thing I would like to tell you, 
your stations, okay? Mm-hmm. I listen to them very well. You got very nice guys, okay? No doubt about it, okay? But one thing I'll say is this, that please, can you tell people to take legal taxes for the time being when these people are not regulated yet because they are illegal? Don't promote something that's illegal, okay? And making it legal by saying that, oh, yes, you can take Uber. Uber is a, a ride. Is it cheaper? Because the public doesn't know. They're taking an Uber ride for $17. Because why? They don't have overhead expense. Well, I, I want you to have lower overhead expenses and lower regulations. That's my goal for you, Johnny. I don't want you to go away. I don't want the taxi industry to be hurt. I want it to improve. Thanks for the call. You're welcome. Bye. All right. Quickly to Dan in Winchester. Dan, you're on News and Views. Hi. How are you? Perfectly adequate. Good. Here's, I have a couple of things regarding Uber. Number one, let's keep in mind that the majority of Uber drivers mm-hmm. are part-time drivers. It's like a second job. It's like a, you know, a second job to help income. Okay. That, that, with the costs and everything that has with taxis, nobody in taxi business could afford to do that. Number two, I have the easiest way to solve this. It's so simple. Right now, the city of Ottawa says you can only have X amount of license plates. Hence, they sell the plate for, I don't know, maybe three or $400 or something like that. Then it goes on the market, and it's worth a quarter of a million dollars. Now, if in the, you, you, I think, as part of Rebel, actually own part of Rebel. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm a co-founder of Rebel. Why? Well, here's the thing. Is there a rule that says there's only X amount of rebel-type companies that are allowed in North America or in Ottawa? No. Anybody can start it. If you're in the restaurant business, there's nothing that says you've bought this restaurant for $200,000, and for, you know, within the next year or two, seven other restaurants open up near to you. Your business goes under. There's no guarantee. Exactly. Why is there a guarantee that the plate of a license, uh, license plate for a taxi is worth a quarter of a million dollars. I, I think the, the plate system, um, like a lot of pro- supply management type issues, is a huge problem. And, exactly. That's, and that has to be addressed. And that's what I'm getting to. So if you want it to do this, I, this, is why I, control- this is why I understand the plight of the taxi drivers. Some of them have put a lot of money into the system that they were told they had to operate under. And as one taxi driver said to me at a, at a protest... If I did what they were doing, I would lose my taxi license, and I would never get it back. Agreed, but it's like any other business. It's a business. Nothing guarantees that this business will operate like that atom for an atom. If a new type of restaurant opens up, there's no guarantee that yours is the type. You have to change, adjust. If you lose money, welcome to the world of business. Name me one businessman in the world who hasn't, at one stage of the game, especially early in their careers, lost money on a business. Oh, I've lost lots of money. Well, you get my point? Yeah. There was no guarantees, and Th- there this... should not be either. If you want to do the regulation, fine. Take out some of the stupid, stupid, stupid regulations and sit there and say, if you want 10,000 plates in Ottawa... There you go. There's 10,000 plates available. And if you're one of the ones that owns one of the quarter million dollars, too bad. Welcome to the world of business. Thanks for the call, Dan. I'm Brian Lilly, sitting in for Rob Snow. This is News and Views. We'll take more of your calls, more of your reaction after this. 
every day as events happen, we're there. Now back to News and Views with Rob Snow on News Talk 580 CFRA. Alan writes in saying, Brian, I've never heard an explanation of how it cost us taxpayers $1.6 billion to close the gas plants. Well, I guess you weren't listening. There's been lots of them. But let me put it to you quickly and simply. The gas plants, there were two of them, were in the middle of construction. So there was a lot of money already spent on construction. Secondly, the contracts with the companies were already signed. So there was money lost on the construction side of things. And then there were penalties for telling these companies that you had signed multi, multi-million dollar contracts to build these things, and they had already put in work, and they had begun the process. Their people have been planning. They've been purchasing. You know, there are cancellation costs. Now, it shouldn't have been that high. That's negligence on the part of the government. And from what we heard at the committee... They weren't really too concerned with how much it was going to cost to cancel the gas plants. They just wanted them canceled, even though it met all the criteria that they had laid out in the past. That's the short answer. I hope that helps, Alan. Hey, wait, they're both Alan. From Alan on the email to Alan in Smith Falls. Alan, you're on uh, News and Views. Good morning, Brian. Morning. Just a a brief uh, look at the Uber situation. Perhaps uh, the cities and the province could take a look at the trucking industry, what happened to it uh, over a number of years, where the large companies had monopolies through public commercial vehicle licenses and Motor Vehicle Transport Act licenses, and they regulated so no one could enter unless they proved a public need necessity. Well, that was all done away with, and it was re-regulated to the point of easy entry. And they set the standards for anyone to participate. And if they met the criteria of the standards, they could participate. And, and, and hold on, what industry was that? The trucking industry. The trucking in, industry. In Canada and the province of Ontario. It, wow, I didn't realize it was that regulated in the past. Oh, indeed it was. I mean, Christmas cake, I don't know your vintage, but if you go back to the days of Smith Transport, Kingsway, Motorways, those people monopolized the industries of moving products and freight throughout the country. Hmm. And uh, nobody, you had to go in front of the transport boards to prove a public need necessity for you to be issued a PCV <laughs> license. Oh, and, that's and, ridiculous. And they had lawyers on standby that opposed every application. Uh, I know I was privy to some of it through their uh, boards and so on, but the thing is it was so easily done. Now the trucking industry are issued a safety rating, and if they don't meet a satisfactory rating uh, or better, then uh, their CVOR, Commercial Vehicle Operators Registration, is revoked. And that's that's so easy. It fits this Uber business to the T. You know, I think it sounds like a good plan. Well, uh, if you take a look at it, Brian, if you get a moment, mm-hmm. and uh, it was called uh, not deregulation, but re- re-regulate. re-regulate. And the marketplace dictated who stayed in. You it, minimal regulation and allow the marketplace to work exactly. and things will settle out. And yep, some people will lose their jobs, but some people are going to thrive. And, and like I said, I've 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 witnessed Alan, uh some people in the taxi business really stepping up their game. They're friendlier, the cars smell better, 
they're they're putting in the bells and whistles that some of the the top Uber guys have. But by the way, I've also been in Uber cars that stink to high heaven as well. Yeah, and once again, it all boils down the same as in a lot of cases today in any business. Service becomes a primary uh, selling point. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing is, just locally here, take a look at one company that established for years around this area in Perth. It was a big major transport company, and uh, they enjoyed the the, uh, the protection of the PCV licenses and so on. Then all of a sudden, re-regulation, bang, they were right of business. They couldn't compete. And that was devastating to the, to, uh, the company. Well, they, like you say, um, the service will become prime if... The marketplace gets yeah. to work. Thanks for the call, out. I'll leave that thought with you, and if you get a chance, have a peek. Okay. Right. Bye-bye. Brian Lilly in for Rob Snow. Drop me a line. Brian at CFRA.com, beyond the news at CFRA.com. Those are the email addresses, or Facebook.com slash Brian Lilly. Back soon.